Welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookie. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. What's going on, guys? As you know, we're your host coming live and direct and recorded. <laughs> I'm like live. We're not live. We're well, live. We're not well, technically, we we're live. Yeah, I guess we are Um, from Toronto, Canada. OK, the six to dot wherever you're from. Big up to you, GTA. So Fahim, excited for this topic today. But I got to I got to do a quick audible because we, huh. we we actually had a wonderful for the culture we're the first to really promote her, talk about what she's done. And now yes. the, the 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 woman, the only Nicole Lynn, her client, Dylan Hurts, right. signed the biggest deal. He's the highest paid uh, uh, player in the NFL history. is a black woman. Big mm -hmm. up to Nicole Lynn Fahim. Big I just up. had to do that. We're, Big and up. I was like, and then I saw everyone now putting posts of her and I'm like... We've been on her, okay? Yeah, We've been yeah. like for the culturing Miss Lynn. You know what I'm saying? So That's right. it is really cool that she's getting the recognition that she well deserves as yep. a sports agent leading the clutch sports football division. So yeah, big up to you, Nicole Lynn. Fahim, what's your thoughts on her before we get into our hot topic? What what's your thoughts on just like the fact that we spoke about her like literally three months ago? Yeah. <laughs> and then her that's it, her client now is like the highest paid player. Well, first of all, uh, yeah, big up to her. I mean, I mean, let's pat ourselves on the back, actually. You know, like people got to play catch up. You know, there's a lot of things that a lot of stuff that makes uh, not even headlines, but a lot of news that just comes out there that doesn't get uh, expanded on. Just the fact that uh, we saw something that's worth noting. Um, yeah, let's pat ourselves on the back for that. Yeah, you know. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's do that. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, uh, you know, shout out to Jalen Hurts. Uh, yes. And uh, shout out to her also. I just think, um, I mean, it really shouldn't be a surprise because we went through her resume already, mm -hmm. which is loaded. Um, so it's nice that she's been getting the recognition along with uh, Jalen Hurts because most people are wanting to hear the contract. You know, you think of the, a lot of times, you, you know, the the player but a lot of people don't really know the people behind the player that that yes. move behind the scenes. So, yeah, most well, definitely. Shout out to Nicole Lynn. Fun fact about Nicole Lynn. Uh, mm -hmm. Guess what she did to get Jalen as a as a client? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The, the beauty of social media. She DM'd him. DM wow. on Instagram. On social media saying, hey, you know, I'm not sure what she said, but, you know, <laughs> it was like, a, you know, exactly. So the fact that she messaged him on Instagram uh, to tr say, hey, like, you know, I want to be your agent and however, whatever her pitch was, it just shows that she went after it. You know what I'm saying? Right. She saw something in him in, in college. I was like, yeah, this is the guy that I want to represent. So big wow. up to her uh, for, you know, and again, it shows you like, like the ones who take a risk and chances. Yes. You, she she could have gotten rejected. He could have been like, no, thank you. Who the hell are you? Like, what do you want? But we got to go after things that you want in life. You got to go after it. You got to be courageous. You got to have no, like, just take, you know, risk and all. Right. And so it just showed you, man, those, those simple questions, those simple things that we take for granted, you got to go after. So big up Nicole mm -hmm. Lynn and Jalen Hurts and for Jalen Hurts and believing in her, accepting that request and allowing her to represent him 
in these types of negotiations because it, it could, couldn't have been easy. We still have Lamar, uh, you know, not no contract yet with the Ravens. So big up to, for for her and of course helping him get that done. Nice, didn't know that little timbit uh, about how she got uh, put on. That's a perfect segue because uh, with our topic today, uh, the NBA just released its list of top ten most viewed players on social media this season. Um, in the NBA, uh, as we, we kind of spoke about this before with Dame, for instance, and his uh, uh, interaction uh, with uh, Twitter, KD is another one. LeBron, like a lot of these uh, NBA players, the, the there isn't a disconnect that much between the fans and the players. Um, so it's actually cool that uh, Jalen Hurts and and Nicole actually got that connection through social media. Because if they if, if social media didn't break down the barriers for something like that, you wouldn't be able to have something like that happen. So um, I got a list here of the top ten most viewed players on in the NBA this season. Um, did you see the list, Nelly J? Honestly, um, I glanced at. It. I you glanced, me, you didn't look. Yeah, okay, I don't, so don't, 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 really, don't yeah, look, don't yeah. look. Let's, okay, let me try to make this fun here. All right, okay. <laughs> um, who Lord. do you think is the number one most viewed? Oh Lord, honestly, has to be LeBron. It's kind like, of a, yeah, yeah, yeah right, has to be LeBron. Yeah. LeBron just seems like just that guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he had um so about a uh, one point three billion uh video views. Not a really wow. surprise, right? Which is crazy, um, mm-hmm. right? So I'd, we'll go to the top five real quick. Um, is this, who's all basketball? Like what? What sport? All sports? Yeah, all NBA, just NBA. All NBA. Okay, cool. Good. Okay, so it's LeBron. Who do you think is the second most viewed on social media? <sighs> Kevin Durant. Oh, close. Okay, Kevin Durant. What actually, number is he? He's not on the top ten, believe it or not. Ooh, okay. So not Kevin yeah. Durant. Okay, so that's no. like so I'm thinking about but, who actually puts out content. So right. I'm gonna say Giannis or Steph. Yes. Okay. Well I'll hit those two. Giannis was number five. Okay. Steph was number two. Ooh, okay, cool. Eighty million views. Okay, so cool. We got those two. Mm-hmm. Any other names you want to throw out that you think would okay, be Okay, so I'm just looking at who tweets a lot, who shares stuff, who's enough pun the Instagram and Twitter. Um I would actually put like I could see this Instagram or just social media altogether. Oh, I think it's all social media. Okay, altogether. so I know I know Dame Lillard tweets a lot. Damian Lillard is he on there? No, he didn't make the okay. list. No, Donovan Mitchell tweets a lot. No, didn't make the Mitch list. John Morant has to be John Morant because he was the one with yes, the, John Morant's number four with Sorry, six, a gunshot with a gun. Yeah, six hundred. Sorry, don't know what I meant. John Morant, he's there for the wrong reasons. Unfortunately, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> he's four. So yeah, he's one, four. two, Steph. So who's between Steph and and Ja? Oh, um, someone who uh, actually believe it or not, he doesn't really. He's not really active. Um, he's let's say it's not Kevin Durant. Is it Kyrie oh. or something? No, Kyrie? actually, Kyrie's number seven with three hundred seventy okay. uh, million. So. Is, is it Luca? Not Luca. I don't think you Luca got it. Number. Yeah, you it's got Luca. it. Luca. Yeah. Oh, they're not. Yo, I, honestly, why. I've never seen a Luca post in my life. Mm. I don't even know what his Instagram. Like, keep in mind, he plays in in the state of Texas, so yeah. you know, perhaps just a population of that state and people yeah. have the interest in there, right? Yes, I mean, instead of Texas population is as populated as Canada, the country. So right, right, it, it, it almost says that. Okay, wow. Okay, so I think I'm. I got one through five. You're doing great um, so far. Yeah, let me just I think recap. Told me six already. I know six is. Um, yes. So yeah, around, I said, yeah. Hmm. The, Okay, so we got so far. We got LeBron, Curry, mm-hmm. Steph, Jaw. Top yes. four. 
Number five, we don't have. Number six, don't have. Seven, uh, you mentioned well, Kyrie. I, I thought I said six. I thought you said um when I said oh I'm gonna say that I said, Ky oh, I said okay. Kyrie seven. You yeah, said Giannis. Seven. You said Giannis Kyrie was seven. five, right? Oh, did you say Giannis? My bad. I did see did. earlier. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe it slipped me. Okay, my bad. Giannis was on the list, and Giannis is number five. Yes, I know I got five. Okay. Okay, so, my bad. Giannis. So now I uh, said Kyrie seven. So yeah. between Giannis and Kyrie, what do people care to look at? Shoe deals. I'm gonna help you. Is it that Zion? Oh, is it Zion no, or no? No. no. Um, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference player, not Joel Embiid, not James nope. Harden. Nope, neither of those made the list okay. so far. I'm about to say Eastern Conference, not Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. No, those guys are big nope. enough. Um, Eastern Conference. Oh, is it Tatum? Because his son. You got it, yo. You, you know your social <laughs> medias, man. What the? Yeah, you know my social medias, man. I'm on there. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> All right, so Tatum, you got it. So so far, you're doing good. It's LeBron, Steph, uh, Luca, John Morant, Giannis, Tatum, okay. Kyrie. So you're doing good. The last three and uh, okay, I'm gonna have to give you a hint with this. Okay. Uh, the last three, they're not obvious ones, which I'm. I don't know why. Maybe we can get into why they made okay. this list. I wonder, is, is it Draymond Green or something? Is Draymond on there? Um, no, no, and that would be a good one. That's he, hilarious because he love he bega bega social media. Right. Um, um, let me help you with this one here. Um, it's somebody who's there's a lot of interest in this player. Interest in this player. A lot of interest in the potential of this player. The potential of the oh, so rookie. So uh, not even not even. He, not even like I said, potential. So, and this is which is weird because it says the NBA. This person technically is not in the NBA yet. Oh no way, Victor. Yes, and I don't know. You're Victor right. Wemby, well, the top ten. So what? That <laughs> wow. is wild. Man, yeah. So technically, he shouldn't even be on this list because he's not. Yeah, like you don't qualify. Yet. But anyway, but but it's Anyways. crazy that like he's gonna really be a top ten. Yeah, he's gonna bring a lot of a lot of revenue to this league, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of revenue. The NBA is like, <laughs> yes, come Victor Wemby, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, woo. Okay. Um. All right. Okay, so, so what, so what number was he ten. though? What number was he? Oh yeah, he's number eight, right behind Kyrie. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, right behind eight, Kyrie. Okay. So we're at nine and ten. Um, nine and ten. I don't even know. So actually, I have a let me. I think there's a reason why this person number nine. I'll give you a hint. He was involved. You mentioned Draymond. He was involved with Draymond drama. Not Jordan Poole. You got That's it. The and, the one who got, Jordan Poole's top 10? What? He's number nine. And I think <laughs> so it's obvious. I'm shocked. Yeah, he can, he can count. count uh, he can thank uh, Draymond for that, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But also, I know, like, the, the, the some of the gal them like him, too. I know, you know, mm -hmm. like, some of the gal, the young things like Jordan Poole. So maybe that's <laughs> okay. what it is as well. Mercy. Okay. All right. So, so number now 10 number now. 10. Mm -hmm. I don't even know he's he's not so there is a reason why he's number 10 his would be um he's tied to a particular award and you mentioned Embiid and it's not Embiid Oh MVP so Nikola Jokic you got it he's number okay. 10 yeah okay. and that would be the okay. reason why cuz he does not tweet he's not on social media no, at I'm all a, I'm, a, I'm again I don't know what his social media handle is I'm, I've <laughs> never had I've never had any desire to see what he's up to on a Tuesday which is off yeah. season like, like there's someone yeah. I'm like oh I wonder what Nicholas is up to today no right. uh, I don't care never <laughs> have cared but he's a really good player but mm -hmm. just you know, is that really someone that's, that's really engaging in social media he's probably mm -hmm. on there cuz you know, his agent told him to go on there, but I don't yeah. think he really used the account. <laughs> so how much do you think um, being on a list like this in regards to top NBA social uh, views, 
How do you think that plays into, say, for instance, the offseason one's contract, things like that, shoe deals? To be honest, like, it depends on, like, not all publicity is good publicity. You understand? Mm -hmm. So LeBron, he is, uh, people call him a social media blank. You fill in whatever you want. But he's known to be on social media a lot. Like, he mm -hmm. likes the showmanship. LeBron likes to be in front of camera. Like, he enjoys it. And that's why he's number, he'll be number one. And but he backs it with his game, right? So you can't knock it. Um, the other guys, the top five guys, I think, are all popular faces. But but they all have been in controversial tweets or situations. So looking at LeBron, he's had some some tweets that we question. He was an absurd at least once this past year, maybe twice this past year. So, you know, someone that's known to just tweet and say things that maybe can be taken kind of icky, right? We mm -hmm. got Jaw with the trigger finger on IG Live. Um, but also he's known to like tweet things, do his little, we call it the little dance. We call it a dance. The gritty. What do we call it? The, the what? The gritty. Yeah, the she, I don't know what the hell's called. The gritty. I've got to teach me stuff. The little gritty thing, a gritty, like grading something, whatever. Um, <laughs> that dance. Um, and of course, like you mentioned, Luca, Luca, again, he's controversial, like the things he said, how he responds, like, so these are all guys that I think have good basketball game, but they back it up. Now, when we drop down below the seven, like after Giannis, right, these guys are all on there because they were in some in, in some drama, right? So everyone that tweeted about Kyrie after the retweet he did and the whole controversy, that's why right. he's top 10. Jordan Poole got punched. Imagine how much Jordan Poole tweets were out there about the punch, Right. You know, and his contract came at the same time. So it's timing. It's not just like, so for me, if I'm going to sign some of these players, I might sign them just to like, you know, but will Jordan Poole influence younger guys to buy basketball shoes right right now? No. Is Jordan Poole going to influence guys to invest in some type of brand because he's, he's wearing it? Maybe. But depending on how much that brand costs, right? Like, I don't think Jordan Poole's influence is more than guys that aren't on this list. So it's just like... Social media is good and the bad, right? And that list definitely is a mixture of all in, of the good, bad, and in between. <laughs> right, <laughs> if you want right. to go that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I agree. I look at this list, a uh, few surprises here. I do see uh, one that's on the come up real quick, uh, Jason Tatum. So Jason Tatum, he's got his sh new shoe deal. I'm um, mm -hmm. pretty sure it's Jordan Brand, right? I'm pretty sure. Maybe you should double check that, but he's got a new shoe deal. Jason Tatum, so... Uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about uh, last year. Devin Booker was the All-NBA first team, mainly because his team did well and he was leading his team. Now this year, uh, Jason Tatum is in that same situation. Looks like he's going to be a first All-NBA uh, player. His team did well. He's playing well. In regards to two guards in the league, do you think that Jason Tatum has what it takes to turn that corner to be like a superstar? Um, man, that's a good question. I think Jason Tatum, people are on the fence with him, rightfully mm -hmm. so. Right. Because like there's moments where he disappears and moments where he's great. Right. Greatness comes over time. That's why I don't like labeling. Like, I get it. You want to call Luca superstar now because superstar now I, I'm not there. Like just because you're talented doesn't mean you're a superstar. Superstars means that you've you've carried this level of playing over a long period of time. That's why. Like, I'm confident to call guys superstars who I know who have been playing at a great level, like a Giannis, Kevin Durant. Like, these guys have proven over, like, five-plus years that they can carry this level, right? With me, with Justin Tatum, I think he's on the come-up. 
So I think he's the next man up with Luca uh, class, right? Where they're both in a, a stance of, we got to see more, right? And I'm okay with that. If you're like, oh, Tatum isn't a superstar yet because I want to see more, that's fine. I'm in a stance of, he has the potential. I just think that, like, I just think for me, the reason why he hasn't been an MVP candidate yet or top three MVP there yet, right? Is because this league has people like Embiid, Jokic. These guys are just superhuman. And I think Jason Tatum, for me, he's like, uh, and the Giannis, right? Those guys are just so dominant. Like what they do, no one else can. And they and they control games. I've never seen Jason Tatum control a game. Like this is like, you know, everyone, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone, whatever. Like he plays with Jalen Brown and and Jalen Brown to me is an all-star and, and a repeat all-star. Like he's a star. So maybe it's just fans waiting for him to win a championship or maybe for us to see him dominate a playoff run where like he's averaging, you know what I mean? Like, the Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard run with Toronto, that was epic. Like, he was, I think he had the, one of the most averages in any playoff history uh, just because he was he was just consistent every playoff run, right? I think with Tatum, having those turnover issues, certain things that he, he does, um, I just think that he's he's next one up, right? If he can beat now Fahim, if Jason Tatum can beat Embiid and the Philadelphia supporting cast, right? Because that team is really good. If he beats Milwaukee this season, then... I can't deny his super. I, I can't call him not a superstar only because he he beat two guys. Not only were they MVP candidates, right? They were they're dominant in this league. So if he could somehow lead a team to beat those two teams, um, I think he should be a superstar. But until I see that, um, as of today, which is you know in in, in April, it hasn't done yet. Happened yet? What about you though? Uh, your thoughts on Jason Tatum? Uh, I hear everything. Uh... Here's why I ask. I do think so. There's a change in the guard. You talk about LeBron, KD. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the change in the guard. The next wave of players coming up. You know, you have your elites. You have your Giannis's. You have your Lucas, etc. In regards to the position, I just think Jason Tatum. I just remember three years ago, for instance, before the mm-hmm. bubble, there was conversations of who was better, Pascal Siakam or Jason Tatum. And at I that point, before, before the before the bubble, there's really no right or wrong. It's kind of like a projection of where you think they're going to go, you know? Yeah. And at that point, I think it was a fair conversation because they're both pretty much equal. Um, it's been three years now. I just, and here's why I think it's, I asked a question. I see, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, there's separation between him and Pascal Siakam now. Like, he, I think he's into that next tier, right? Jason Tatum. Oh. Yeah, I, I I would say Jason Jason is a better offensive player than Pascal, but mm-hmm. defensively I'm taking Pascal all day. So okay, and is a player. Isn't, isn't, okay. The thing about Jason Tatum, what I like about him a lot, while I prefer his game over Pascal, the guy's a mid range, the guy's a midi, mm-hmm. like he can score yeah. mid range comfortably, and he has th- different ways of of scoring, uh, making a bucket. Pascal is still struggling a little bit to add more game to the repertoire. Um, so I do think offensively Tatum all day. If I could, right. if I could pick one, or, one one or the other, I'll definitely pick Tatum because in in the fourth quarters he does tend to step up later in the games. Um, so I can see that bias, but but I do like Pascal's defensive end. Like he's defended a lot of great players when we need him to, and one through five. I've seen Pascal defend um Trey Young. I, I did not once see Tatum defending Trey Young in in this series. So 
I, I do give defensive end, but overall player, yeah, Tatum is better. I'll, I'll give you okay. that. So, yeah, so there's separation between uh, Tatum and Pascal. But, but, but it's not that big, though, Fahim. It's, like, small. Okay. It's small. Sure. Because guess what? Fine, plug in Pascal on that Boston team with Jalen Brown and those guys. How far are they going last year? I think it's the same. I think it's the same. With the same coach? I, Fahim, I, I... you plug in Pascal Siakam with playing along a Jalen Brown Marcus Smart, like with that same team last year, it's the same. Like I'm trying okay. to see, like what, like I do disagree. Is it that great? Okay. Because I think Jalen Brown will probably play better with Pascal because Pascal doesn't always want the ball all the time. So I think Jalen will probably get more points. But I think it's the same type of. T- I think it's the same team. Like mm-hmm. I don't think Tatum does anything. Like what does Tatum do to do do that is so good that no one else can do? Jason Tatum. Like what's something that you think that he can do that like Pascal can't? I think he mentioned it the midi, uh, the fact that he's. But, reli- I know, but, but again, reli- that separation isn't like crazy though. Like you're saying separation, reli- like it's like okay. head head and shoulder. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a little gap, it's a little okay. gap. Okay. Because guess what? Uh, put Tatum on his Raptors team right now. We're, we're, we're the same place as we were. We're a playing team, first round exit, maybe. Okay. I disagree, uh, but it's okay. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying though. Like 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 and like even. But one thing about Tatum though, offensively. I think he's a he's a freaking he's more hunger offensively. Like like Jason Tatum wants to play forty eight minutes and take the ball and like miss or, like missing or shooting. That guy wants like up here and here. He's just an animal. I think Pascal to, to what we said before. He's a bit more passive. That's why I was saying like Tatum. The difference between me and Tatum and Pascal is their offensive bag, but also the hunger that Tatum has. That man likes he's a competitor. I wish Pascal was a bit more like, give me the ball, you know, a bit more like that. But again, it could be a culture thing, could be just a personality thing. But yeah. So it anyway, seems like, sorry. So, yeah, but everything you're mentioning is the reason why I think that's, there's like, that's noticeable separation between the two. No, they're separated, saying? but I guess maybe I'm, maybe I feel, I'm thinking, like the separation, but you're making it seem like it's such a big gap. I just think that think Boston so. is the, is, okay, well, I disagree because I think Boston okay, is a better cool. team altogether. Yeah, that's what okay. I think it is, but go ahead. Um, so in regards to Jason Tatum going to that next level now and being that next conversation of the next uh, top two guard, I happen to think that Tatum has what it takes to keep elevating his game and getting better. Um, so that's why that's why I was asking to kind of see where your head's at. That's all. No, honestly, I think we're at the high, I think Jason Tatum has hit his peak. What he's doing now is going to get better than this, what we're seeing now. Like, I think there's room for Pascal to grow. I think Jason Tatum, this is his peak. That's why he needs to, um, to me, at, like, he needs to win with this Boston team. Like, that, the, this, this is the best we're going to see of Tatum. I think this is the best we're going to see out of him in terms of his career. He, he, he averaged 30 points, um, I think, this year. That's mm-hmm. going to be, like, that's his peak. Like, he was doing 50. I think he started off in the teens, then the mid-20s. Now he's at 30. Yeah, I think he'll be in the 30s. And after 30s, like that, this is the highest of his game. Like this year was his best season to date, right? Um, so to your point, that's why I feel like how much years of this can he do? Because we know Jalen Brown, I don't know if they can keep him because he may want to leave, right? So this is a team that you want to keep. And this is, I think, is the last year of having everyone together, I think. Because I don't think they're gonna keep all these players, you know. I think Pascal can still probably grow. I, I don't think we've seen the best of Pascal yet, which I think is crazy, but I don't think we have. And what's messed up for him? You, you know, they, they they list Pascal as a center on some sites. That's crazy. A center. Because he played center a lot a lot of times this year because we didn't have a center for him up until we got Pirtle. 
So technically, Pascal's like a center slash power forward for us for the last two years, which is yeah. out of his position. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll just keep an eye on it continuously, I guess. And next season, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think come next year, if they did at this t- same time next year, some people will not be on the list. Uh, I think Jordan Poole won't make it on the list. I don't think Nikola Jokic will be on the list either. Um, everyone else on that list, I think, is pretty much could be on that list. Anyone that, that you want to replace real quick, if you think next year? I like that. Um, I would say, let me see. Yeah, I agree with you. Poole and Jokic, I don't think they'll be top 10. Um, I think they'll be replaced with any other controversial player that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this, this year <laughs> it's only it's only april man yeah you know what i'm saying gonna, we have a lot of coverage to, to happen so yeah i agree <laughs> all right so nelly j uh do you want to go to for the culture for the culture we like to highlight individuals for the culture and today we get to highlight toronto raptors forward og ananobi <laughs> who actually for him is a junior I don't know if I know, but he's actually a junior, y'all. That's right. But OG Ananobi, uh, who I think is beloved by Toronto, his dry humor, his epic, you know, what about scars? What about scars? What about scars? Uh, <laughs> he's for the culture this week. And it's because OG is making some big part, like big, big moves. Uh, he is now a part owner of the British Basketball League's London Lions. Um, he actually purchased for him a minority stake uh, this past week. And it's like interesting. Like we talk about players making moves and bec- you know becoming owners in different sports. I thought when I saw this for him, I was very happy for for this man. You know, um, he's twenty five and is already thinking about you know how can I invest in this sport that I'm already playing in body wise, but how can I invest in basketball where I'm from, right? Because you know he is from um, overseas. So, what's your thoughts for him on OG becoming a part owner? Of the London Lions. Uh, yeah, shout out to OG and Anobi. So the British Basketball League, it's... So there's leagues, and I, I remember we had had a discussion on Twitter spaces a while back when we had um, Jamel Kennedy, who was playing in the BAL, Basketball Africa League. And they mm-hmm. were talking about just being a, uh, a player playing overseas and how different it is overseas. And the British Basketball League is definitely a league that's, uh, you know, established over there. Uh, so I think having a, someone like OG Ananobi um, behind the league is going to do wonders for the exposure for the league, first of all. Mm-hmm. But not just, not for the exposure over here, but I think more importantly, the exposure is going to be for over there and in other leagues across Europe also. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's it's kind of like a, uh, an international move and maybe more importantly in Africa, the Basketball Africa League. Um, in this league is made up a lot of players who realistically are not going to make it to the NBA. Um, so it's good to have a good league um, over in Europe or be one of the better team uh, leagues in Europe. Um, in order to have that, it's good to have good foreign investment in there. So a shout out to OG and Nobi uh, with that big move with the London Lions. Yeah, and like what's really cool about this league, uh, they actually started in the, in the late 80s for him. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar to our type leagues in Canada, which is quite interesting. Uh, they only have 10 teams, right? So they're like a smaller type market. And um, 
their cup finals recorded had 9,000 people expected. Um, so like the, the league I'm seeing now the London lions, um, last season was, uh, they had, they had a record, a record in, uh, which they reported in January that over 15,000 people at the arena. So that's a lot of people, um, for the, for the London lions. And that's a record for that team. So OG is investing in a team that is on the, that that's like, is progressing. It's, it's, it's moving up and having 15,000, um, you know, I think they're in the fine, that's rapid growth. And now adding him, um, to it is going to be great. They even said on the broadcast, they gained a hundred, they, they had an increase of 181% in viewership. Uh, so that was the increase. And that was at their uh, Euro Cup game. Um, and it happened in January. So mm-hmm. they had record numbers on the broadcast and attendance. You know, basketball, as we know, is growing internationally. So for OG to invest now, it kind of reminds me of, you know, we didn't have that many black owners investing in NBA teams back in like the 80s, right? Where teams are probably a lot cheaper than they are now. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to have the vision to start, you know, trying to invest, getting ownership now, having OG attached and NBA player attached to the ownership group that might just increase advertising, right? Branding, sure, ticket sales, sure. right? Um, OG must be, you know, oh, I'm not from England, but I can imagine having, you know, um, an NBA player, you know, attending a game or two or being ownership, that's always going to increase, right? So uh, big up to OG for doing this, for this, for, uh, for, for, for his, um, you know, where he's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope to see more players do more investments like this in ownerships or, and now with this new CBA, we, I'm curious to see which players will, will plan to invest in a WNBA team and an NBA team and so forth. So that should be fun. Nice. I like that you mentioned the CBA because I was going to mention that, uh, one of the, uh, so it was a stipulation in there or something where it's that I do remember in the CBA about more ownership opportunities with the CBA. Do you know how that was working with the NBA players they can invest in? Is, is yeah, it they other can invest NBA in ownership? So they have, so, so now they can invest in teams and WNBA mm-hmm. teams mm-hmm. Um, if they want, which I think is great, um, right. as well as betting companies. So and I think like cannabis, like different companies. So, I mean, it's not finalized yet, but I think just giving players like players should be able to invest their money if they want to. Right. And, you know, we just saw, you know, a few NFL players getting banned from the NFL because they were found betting on their team. It's like, you know, they're betting because they want to make money while they're playing. Right. So let's find a middle ground. Right. Let's help mm-hmm. players um, not limit them on investing on team ownership. Let them invest in their own team. Like if I'm if I'm playing for this team, why can't I buy stakes in this team? Right. What's like after I can only play. That's very like slave type mentality where i'm paying you but you can't invest in my company and nowadays most companies you work for they will give you um like you know shares in their ownership stakes or you can actually get buy shares for, for the company that you work for so I, I i think this is a great move like why not do that um and this way players can start investing earlier on in their career not only invest when they retire which i think is not fair into the mm-hmm. course nba and wba teams Mm-hmm. And also, uh, London seems to be so. In regards to growth of the sport, we think of the NFL. The NFL has had games in London. Um, Major League Baseball has not had games in London, as far as I am aware. Um, but the NBA 
has been had a London series. Um, London, it's a world-class city, you know, um, a world-class city that if having an NBA, sorry, having a team, a basketball team, um, I think just helps the profile of the city. And having, I guess, because I just checked the arenas. Uh, do you know the capacity that the of the arena that they play in or for the London Lions in London? The capacity? No. Yeah. The atten- the yeah. Capacity? So the, the capacity of their arena, it's uh, 6,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the larger ones. You mentioned earlier, there's 10 teams. Um, you know, for, for the most part, a lot of these teams are playing in like 1,000 seat arenas, 1,500. 2, yeah, that's what I saw. You know, that's very average, low. Yeah. So just seen at the London Lions uh, out of, was it Copper Box Arena? It's 6,000. That means they got to be pretty much the Lakers or even better yet, they're the Knicks <laughs> of of this league. So for OG Anobi, uh, to lend his name and uh, his celebrity, definitely in in London, it's a lot more of a celebrity uh, than he would be here in regards to basketball. Uh, you know, I, I think it's amazing, and it's 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 the right team. I think for if you are looking for an investment uh, to get involved in early, so shout out to OG and Anobi. Yeah, big up to that, and that's why he's for the culture. That's why he's hey, for hey. the culture, no <laughs> doubt. All right, so Nelly J, you want to close it out with our last segment, which is that's absurd. That's absurd. The Hebrew. What was absurd this week? What was absurd? This one is. <laughs> it's okay. I'll I'll just tell you what's absurd. Well, it's weird. This uh, absurd is is weird. Let me just tell you this. There's a footballer. Um. Ashraf Hakim. So his wife had filed for divorce and she demanded half of his property. Uh, but she's going to receive nada because Hakimi's assets were under his mother's name. So technically he owned nothing. <laughs> absurd. Absurd. Absurd so- and absurd. Absurd. It's so absurd that, you know, and I get it. Right. And I also want to put a little a nut, a, a little nut. What do you call it? A little um, something else in there. What do you want to call okay. it? What do you, do you call it? <laughs> yeah. A little nugget in there. Right. Um, you know, she is 12 years older than him as well. Mm. So, um, you know, thir- a mid 30, mid 30s or, you know, 10 years older than um, her husband at the time or now could be the worst husband um the fact that the mother was like acknowledging you know he's an upcoming star he's playing soccer we all know football is a huge huge sport in in the nation and then for the nations of africa in the european nations as well the fact that you know um his mother was like yeah it's probably wise if we protect you right uh and the fact that he was okay with that you know some people are like no it's you know like he may have been like no mom like i trust her we're together forever i'm i'm not sure how the mother you know know what i'm saying like this is some some type of like way to to really manage your wealth like i don't know if this is the mother's wisdom of saying let's just do this for now and maybe after 10 years then we'll put it back in your name like i'm not sure whatever it is i just think that mother stepping in recognizing that hey let's just put this in there in case just in case right uh he is 24 Right. And I think his wife, I think the wife, I think she's 32. I remember to my knowledge, 32, 33. So 
um, you know, she filed for divorce and, and proclaiming she wants half. Um, and it's not in his name. Uh, this could be hashtag for the culture, hashtag not absurd, uh, yeah. but hashtag like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of impressed with him. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. it's something that I think there's many ways. And I don't know if a lot of men know and women because, you know, there are women who are paying alimony to men as well. Um, if you are coming in with, let's say, 10 times more right money than your spouse. Right. And of course, love is a thing. Uh, love is there. Um, you know, it's always good to protect what you have before, right? Now, whatever you earn with that person, if they're especially if they're working for you, they're working with you, you guys are like have come together. Of course, certain things like that. I, I I expect you know, um, the wife or or the partner, I should say, the partner either way, you know, split that. But if you're just you know coming in and you're hoping to make money off of a player, and we all know this, you know, things like gold diggers. They're gold diggers that are men and women. Um, I just think that this is a cautionary tale where, you know, I'm not saying she's a gold digger. Maybe she's not. Maybe she actually just wasn't happy with them. Right. It could be that, too. Like people assuming that she's just divorcing because she wants his money. Um, we can't expect that. Right. Or assume that. But the fact that he's like, you know what? My earnings um, that I'm making, I'm going to protect that. And of course, I, for him, I'm sure he'll give her something. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to divorce and give her nothing. Right. Um, you loved her at one point, right? You want you want her to be okay. But the fact that he kind of had a game plan just in case, I think that's very strategic. Not romantic, but very strategic. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. So you kind of touched upon something on the way out. I just want to mention. So uh, there is kind of a narrative that, you know, she's a gold digger. Uh, apparently she's an actress and she had a career of her own, right? So I just find it where... Well, you pretty much summed it up. There's a possibility where, you know, there's something that was genuinely wrong in the relationship. When you read the this, this story off face value, it kind of seems like she's a gold digger that's after his money. Who knows? Uh, perhaps there's things were in the relationship that were not right. And, you know, being the woman, you'd assume that she would get half. And the story ends up that since he put in his mother's name, he has nothing. She gets nothing. Um, all we could just say is, you know, best luck to both of them. You know, because the, the two of them know the real reason of why they split, if it's uh, by genuine reasons or or not. Uh, but I find it very interesting that, you know, <laughs> I've never heard of this this Jedi move before. So do you think that, i throw this question to you on the way out. How much do you think this, case study would be for people going forward yeah i think he has created a trend um and to give you a little background right they got they they, they dated in 20, 2018 got mm -hmm. married in 2020 and they do have children right wow she okay, filed for divorce that. in 2023 Ooh. so three years of marriage and she already just wants to have right i think of people seeing on the outside but on the inside mm -hmm. you know keep in mind 80 percent of his uh 80 uh, percent of what he has reported is in his mother's name right and he does, and she has, has his kids so even though his assets are protected his money protected she will get something because you know that sh she bared his children right and any father as you know your dad yourself of two uh you want your kids being be, uh being you know taken care of what my thing i think what people are, are assuming is like it's three years later y'all you know you want half of his property not even like you know what it's only been three years, right? Three years. Just, you know, I want our kids to be taken care of. So give me the money that I would need 
to make sure my our kids are comfortable and protected and we can live a good life, blah, blah, blah. Right. That should be the approach that she had. Not I just want half your money. Right. Mm. It's something where I just think that, you know, it it, it needs to be, you know, it, it needs to be managed a little bit. And that's mm. why I can see people kind of commenting and calling him a legend. But I mean, on the flip side, we're seeing more and more, just so you know, um, women marrying these younger stars that are 20, 22, 23, and they're like 30, 31 to 35 as well. And so that's good. That, I mean, but again, men have been marrying, men have been marrying women that are younger as well. It goes both ways, right? But now we're in a space where, okay, it doesn't matter how, how old you are. If you have more assets, you have to protect your assets as that, because you worked hard for that yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So no one can come into your life, men or women, and try to take half of it. I think that's the message here. And the right. fact that he did that, big up to him for kind of preempting it. But also, I don't want her to be, you know, vilified either. You know what I'm saying? Because there's two sides to a story. And I think that the trending story, like, oh, he's a legend. But also, like, she had his kids. We don't know what that marriage was like. You know what I'm saying? So we got to assume, you know, maybe she wasn't happy and she wants half. But, you know, respectfully, uh, you will get what, you know, you'll get money to take care of the children, right? But I just think that this story for him is now trending. I think a lot of people, when they're getting married, especially if you're a professional athlete, if you are a soccer, footballer, baseball, anyone that's in your 20s, I think now any athlete should do this for him. And that's just me speaking objectively. But protect your assets. You worked half your life to get to play the sport. You know, sacrifice weekends, days, like food. You know what I'm saying? Like, like outings for your sport so you got to protect your stuff so i am at it i really i'm really not yeah me neither shout out to them both hope since there's kids involved i, yeah. I just hope that it gets uh resolved exactly all right on that note nelly j let's put this episode in the books yes this is the good rookie show so again, uh, you know, this is the time guys would like to do, look up like a shout out, you know what I'm saying? So I think my shout out is going to be, again, we started with her and with her, Nicole Lynn, making history, having the highest paid athlete in, in the NFL and, it, and, her, and the agent is a woman. It, it's just, you know, women, we push these boundaries and I love it, but I just think it's great for her story, how she met him through DMing on IG, like a Hail Mary, like all that to me y'all it just tells you take risks like don't sit back and expect things to fall in your lap right if you want it you gotta go and get it so big up nicole lynn man and jalen hurts mm -hmm. for the culture as well go ahead for you. nice <laughs> i'm just piggyback off that real quick coming in was jalen hurts of like a a blue chip highly sought sought after uh, qb coming in not really remember i told you like what um as a black quarterback what question should he be quarterback you know they weren't mm -hmm. sure about it right and right. i get it black quarterbacks will always be highly uh scrutinized right? right um and even last year it's funny i thought he would have a good season just because i was like yeah this guy should, should break out this year because he had the o-line and stuff like that and people were like ah, oh, it just dealing hurts whatever but he played so well for them like sometimes for him, you want your quarterback to make the least amount of mistakes if you just do that and ride your team like we've seen Niners make it to the you know Super Bowl with all the different quarterbacks because just make the least amount of mistakes just get your team there he got his team there but he also won games for them as well uh so despite the defense and the offensive line stuff like that so I just think his growth his confidence his him pushing himself this check he deserves 
And now all you got to do is just make sure he does the same thing again and again and again. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm piggybacking off that then. That's my shout out. Also, uh, five-year extension reportedly worth $255 million. Ching, ching, ching. For someone who <laughs> wasn't highly touted or, yep. and as you say, highly scrutinized uh, to pull himself over the hump and be the highest paid player. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. On that Hello. note, LBJ. Let's yep. put this episode in the books. Y'all, that was a good rookie show. If you had a good time, you showed your, you enjoyed yourself. Please like and subscribe. And tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on all platforms if you're looking for us. You know the deal. It's the Good Rookie Show. And we out. Peace. Peace.